welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Uh, today I have a really cool guest and uh, it's nice to have someone uh, that I've been following and uh, kind of looking up to and stuff for a while um, as my third guest here. And so today I have uh, Tom from Dread Labs. How's it going, man? So guys, I'm so, good. How about you? What was that? I'm good, man. How about you? Uh, I'm good. How's your I'm day? Good. <laughs> so yeah, we have a pretty big... Uh, time difference it's like noon right here for me and it's like nighttime over there right right yeah 9 p.m or something <laughs> and so i know that you're from uh europe but where are you where are you from exactly uh so i'm from the netherlands in oh, really? uh, eindhoven i don't know if you know that <laughs> no i don't have you always like lived there um so yeah i've uh, i've grown up here it's uh, a bit in the south of the netherlands but yeah the netherlands is really small compared to the united states so um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I live close to Amsterdam for a short while for, for an internship. Cool. Um, but yeah, for the rest, I'm just uh, living near Eindhoven. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like in Europe, compared to the US, you can go through so many countries, like just on a train or something. Over yeah. here, it's like us and then states, and then you have to go like fly to go the other ones, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've heard like uh, some people from the United States or something, and they say like, uh, "Yeah, you've never been out of state." But that's not even weird to me because yeah, like a state can be as big as Europe. uh, I think like yeah, I think Texas is like the same size as Europe or something. Yeah, I live in California, and um, you can go from the bottom to the top is like twelve hours driving. But if you want to go to the right, you'd go through like three or four states. You know, it's just super. Damn. (laughs) So it's weird, like. They they were thinking about dividing it in half at one point because the politics are like different in the areas and everything too. <laughs> so, um, where how did you first start um, like getting into design over there? Was it always like since uh, you were little? Um, well, I've been into some graphic stuff when I was little. Like when I was like a twelve year old kid, I used to like uh, draw my own uh, fantasy Pokemon games. <laughs> But um, nice. yeah, I've been uh, in the music industry, uh, like as a DJ and producer myself uh, ever since I was 14 um, and like trying to design my own artworks and uh, like my own event flyers and stuff like that kind of got me into graphic design uh, and it's easier to get a career in like graphic design uh, than it is as a famous DJ, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is kind of what, um, yeah, I kind of grew into it, I guess. Yeah. It's so, funny because yeah. it's like it's still too like more riskier like pursuits that, yeah you know, it's like oh design or it's like oh, famous dj will be my backup you know yeah i'll be a designer <laughs> cool. for now so yeah. um i know that you said you're producing so you do um if you want to tell us a little bit about like i want to know how you kind of started with the whole like dread labs thing because i know it's pretty comprehensive it's not just like design i see you trying to make it like a multidisciplinary type thing right what would you call it like a collective or like a studio um yeah i think i would go for like something along the lines of creative hub um so yeah it's um it's also kind of where because i uh originally like went into like music and uh, the thing and everything Mm -hmm. um and i've dabbled around with like uh, painting and uh, graffiti and stuff like that as well um and i did a lot of uh i've worked for some fashion clients and i got a uh i'm also interested in fashion design as well um so i kind of needed a platform uh where i could use like get all of these practices and uh put it into one project for myself and 
um, like I, th- I think about two or three years ago, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of giving up on becoming a DJ or producer as a career path of, or as a, something that I wanted to be when I was getting older. Um, and I think because I had so many different like uh, creative outlets that I wanted to get into, uh, it was really hard for me to to uh, choose one, I guess. Um, right. Especially because one of the like graphic designers uh, where I make most of my money from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do like this project to uh, that um, gave me the opportunity to dive into all of these creative practices um, while also uh, creating a platform to make new friends and to. Um, yeah, to connect other people with maybe like multiple creative passions as well, you know? Right. Yeah. I so that's where like, uh, Dreadless um, Origins. I feel like you did a good job of allowing like multidisciplinary things because I feel like if you don't set that precedent from the beginning, it becomes easy to like be afraid to do other things because everyone's going to expect like only this, you know? If your page is like all about logo design and you just start posting like film photography or something like all the like target audience is going to be confused. So I feel right. like you did a good job at like keeping it more open, which is good for everyone. And also like good for, I think, the stress of yourself, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. How did you get the like what the name? I know it's kind of dark, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, uh, what's a bit, uh, the thing you told me uh, that you just said now is also, uh, something that I've been struggling with as well, because, uh, I feel like most of my audience actually sees me as a graphic design channel because let's face yeah. it, like 90% of my videos on YouTube are graphic design tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, that's why I'm kind of like trying to, to, uh, expand early on instead of like a year from now on, because like you said, uh, that will come and bite me in the face later. Um, but yeah, uh, the name Dreadlabs, it's, um, because the stress that I had choosing graphic design or music or anything, uh, it gave me a lot of anxiety in the past. And, uh, I've been to like a, quite a rough, uh, nervous breakdown, um, which, uh, had me like sitting at home with a burnout for like six months or something. Um, and like even before that, I was like kind of already knowing that I had this like depression, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, it just caused me fear. And um, yeah, I don't know somewhere in fear, I uh, went from fear to like the, there's an, an intense feeling of dread, which uh, yeah, hence the name dread laps. Yeah. Um, yeah, exploring what I can do with that fear and then put it into creative practice. Um, okay, hence the lapse part of dread laps. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. I mean, like, I feel like even if you just told me something like, oh, it's just like edgy, like it's already cool. And (laughs) you have the actual like ethos to back it up and everything. Yeah, I feel like um, there's a lot of kind of uh, like underlying mental health uh, like issues in like a lot of creative industries. And I think it's like not only do you have the stress of if you're working at an uh, in-house job or like deadlines or things like that, but especially as like a freelancer, you have it also a, like underlying stress that other people don't have to deal with that comes to like, what jobs am I going to get? And also just like, I don't know about you, but for a, a long time and I still like struggle with it, I always have this like imposter syndrome feeling because like 
sometimes you see like, oh, I'm doing better, like how much I grow. And then you see all these other people like sometimes that are on the same like age or whatever. And they're just like killing it like crazy and you get right, kind yeah. of nervous, you know? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's because of social media, you know, like you're not yeah. competing with this one person. You're uh, probably like following 200, hundreds of designers probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every once in a while, someone, some of these designers get like a killer job. And right. uh, but the thing is, you you just see like a whole big feed of killer jobs, which is just right. You don't uh, see overwhelming. Like the work that they did too, so it's easy to feel like oh, they like I could have got that or whatever. But yeah, you don't know what they you doing see. Like you see all the good things. stuff appearing. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with like social media in general. It's just like a, of course, like you don't want to post bad things, but. I really think it's like a good idea when people post like in progress and like just kind of yeah. behind the scenes and stuff because it's easy to be like um, this like mirage of just like perfect client, perfect job, like over and yeah. over, you know? Like I yeah, and it's a bit like, weird for designers too because like uh, you're just also posting your portfolio, right? You know, right. It, you you post this stuff to to get more clients. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it, it would be weird and counterintuitive to post like. Uh, talking about like a mental breakdown you had because of a client because yeah right obviously that's gonna look kind of bad i guess yeah it's hard i, I, I always try to yeah. find a balance between like i want to keep my page um like professional and like only work but also like i know there's all these people that were already following me that care about my life as well so i feel like i also kind of owe it to them to be like here's like i went to like uh this concert or whatever you know what i mean because like right. sometimes i get kind of uh, disappointed in my audience because a picture of like me or like me and my girlfriend will get like double the likes than like this oh right we're proud of you know i'm like i've uh, i've been there that when i post that finish like logo you know (laughs) it's also uh go ahead uh it's one one of the problems as well for creatives and i feel like that's why creative where like depression is a bit more common amongst creative people is um because the thing, the thing that you make, you associate it with it like really personal, you know, like right. this logo, you've made that logo. So it's a part of you. And for example, if I would be an accountant, like list, I don't know who this accountant report or something that yeah. wouldn't be like part of my identity, you know? So yeah, no one's uh, going to comment like, oh, like, yo, um, you shouldn't be doing that. Like this guy from this accountant place does it way better than you or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's all just numbers. Yeah. Like it's a lot more objective, you know, it's so it's hard to to like every everyone has their own opinions and usually i try to i'm okay with constructive criticism and i like it but i have a i have this weird like feeling i don't know if it's probably not healthy but i'm not good at taking constructive criticism from people that i feel like don't know what they're talking about in a way right because then i feel like they're just attacking me because they don't have a lot of like ways to back it up you know yeah it's sometimes um not saying this is right in every every time, but sometimes it's better to you know, uh, in 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 Dutch we say take it with a grain of salt. You know, like mm-hmm. we say that. that here too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, not yeah. Take it into in seriously, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand. Like, I understand what that means, but I don't get why it means that. You know, I know yeah. it means like just take it easy. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just someone saying something, but. It doesn't really make sense for salt, you know? Yeah. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you, because I feel like you've done a good job at, you kind of live in this like 
um, aesthetic that I think is very popular right now. But I think also you have a way of separating yourself from like that. I, I like one thing that I don't remember how I found you originally. It was probably like, I know it was like three months ago or something like around like you're one of the actually inspirations to start the channel because i saw how fast you grew it and i was like damn like you can't Thanks, I, I could only find people that already like made it or whatever you know so i yeah. was like really impressed by you hit like 1000 and then you're at like 4000 in like another month or whatever i've always heard yeah, that crazy. first thousands harder so that makes sense yeah, but yeah anyway my point was uh um why do you think the um that like kind of acid graphics, like darker, like style is so popular, like in the past couple of years. Um, I think it's because of the artists that are blowing up. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's like, it's super linked to music, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I feel like, um, for example, Billie Eilish, you know, it's, right. she's immensely popular and she's bringing this style, I think kind of to the mainstream uh, surface of things. Well, yeah, even um, like, um, Lady Gaga and stuff like type yeah. album art was like that recently, which I was like surprised because that was always like reserved for like the all like artists or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I feel like, uh, for example, when uh, Post Malone's album, Beer Bones and Bandleys came out like um, yeah, over two years ago now, I think. Yeah, it's like Brian um, something, the guy that made that. He's pretty. Uh, Brian Rivera and Travis Brothers. Um yeah. Yeah, they're and yeah, there, there's a whole team involved. But yeah, these guys are, they also did the Chromatica cover by Lady Gaga. And I feel like okay. they just set like a trend of these, um, like for example, the barbed wire, the extend, mm -hmm. extended typing. Uh, I, Yeah, that's where I kind of first started seeing it. And then uh, obviously keep people copying it, I guess. Yeah, um, I think I first saw it with like um, Gucci Maze stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like everyone wants to have that like chrome type that he makes you know it's right like, yeah it's like even though there's a million of people i've seen try it like he's no one i still haven't seen it like the way that right. he does it yeah like he doesn't even have to like be worried about like all these people trying it because it's so unique i just bought yeah, i literally had to study too. his oh really cool yeah, man i, I did I, too i looked it up after you're talking about it and i didn't know he dropped it and then I saw that it was like limited to like a certain amount. So I was like, oh, I'll just get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured I would regret it if I wouldn't get it. Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I've been studying the, like one of the first like Chrome shapes that he posted on Instagram. Like uh, it was somewhere in 2018 or something. Uh, and the first time we saw it, I had to analyze it uh, for like an assignment or something. Mm. And I've been studying it for like weeks and I still like, we were still even debate for for over weeks. We were still debating: is this done in three D? Is this done in Photoshop? Um, no, and we just couldn't put so our hand on like, it. It's it's so flat, but it's so cylindrical. Like at the yeah. same time, it doesn't make any sense, and the noise and everything. So that's one thing that you said. Who was studying it? Just yourself, or you said for a school? Um, yeah, I think it was uh, during my internship um, at Yellow Claw. So yeah, that, we kind of had like this mood board and we're, they were like, how, how did he make this? And then, you know. What's interesting is um, I feel like the, I feel this way that in Europe, I think um, it's kind of like the Mecca, I think for design in general, in all aspects. Like, I think you guys have always been designed forward way before the US. Like the US was a lot more like 
it's about like the CTA, you know, and like getting through to like the sales. I think design, like they were definitely like, they prioritize aesthetics a lot more than us. And it's interesting because even though I think like those acid graphics and stuff is like blowing up so mainstream in my school in the US, like when I was in school, we would we were never exposed to any of that, you know? Like I've right. only seen like all of my stuff was just like Paul um Paul Rand and like Saul Bass and just like all the OG like type and logo designers yeah. and stuff. And so I was thinking like, have you what do you think about kind of the design industry versus have you seen a the big difference as well in like different countries like that? Um so uh, let me just firstly say that uh, in my education, which is also like kind of revolves around graphic design, um, I've been kind of in the same position that like the things that I do on Dreadlabs or the things that I see on uh, Instagram or st- and stuff, uh, we're not really exposed to that either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really like a niche, I guess, still, uh, even though it's, I think it looks really popular to us because we're also like really like involved in this design industry. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, uh, yeah, like people uh, like from my school, they don't really have that same style or know know anything about that aesthetic or something. Um, sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> kind of uh, rambled off there. Like, so do you do you notice a difference in I guess like um, different countries, like in the popular oh, right. design over there? Um, so one thing uh, that I can tell you about that because um, like in in Berlin in in Germany, uh, that's like. I feel like they are just ahead of us. And that's like the all rape, all that rape culture and everything too. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's also a thing that like these styles are, uh, yeah, that's a big inspiration with the style as well. Yeah. The rave culture there. And uh, I feel like in Germany, it's still like thriving more than in the Netherlands or in the UK. Um, like on my trip to Berlin, it's just, you you just get exposed to all kinds of stuff, you know, like, uh, the immense amount of street art there, the the, right. ga- the galleries, the, the uh, like there's still even like a lot of um, like old school, um, how you call them, like vinyl shops where like actual DJs still buy uh, old school vinyls to play at at rave parties and stuff. Like yeah. I've never seen that before in the Netherlands. That's really, so I feel like that's they're just crazy. Like really ahead because over yeah. here, like it's just in LA, it's just full. Everyone's like a hipster, you know? So there's a vinyl record shop like <laughs> next to a thrift store on every fucking street, basically. <laughs> and it's, it's weird though. Cause like, but I think it's the same because it's spawned from like, you know, like long beach and all that. Like it's like the, one of the meccas of like DJing and like original like right. kind of boom bap, like Dre and all that stuff. So that makes sense. If like Berlin's OG rave stuff, they're going to have all the like original house music and everything. Right. I feel like the, I don't know about the Netherlands too much, but I think Germany and, and those cities do have that culture. And then I also think um, like you guys are also um, really big from the beginning on the whole, like, you know, like just Swiss design and typographic style and like Bauhaus, like all that right. minimalism, less is more. And I that's like some of my favorite stuff. And I've always seen that and been like, damn like we don't do that at all over here until like now <laughs> back in our our days like in like the i don't know like ad days like the 50s and 60s when you guys were doing that we were like how much copy can we fit on like this Volkswagen ad <laughs> or whatever it is you know it's totally different and it's also that. yeah definitely but i like to to see that difference as well you know like in the in these uh, history of graphic design books 
Uh, it's it's also really cool to actually see that contrast. That, like it it just shows that the world wasn't really, uh, you know, the globalization wasn't just a big thing like it is now with the internet and stuff. Yeah. Even though they were still in touch with each other and stuff, you know. You see a lot of um, even like other countries, like in um, Asia and some countries in Africa. They they their design style was almost like uh, more like fine art for a long time. Like they were still using yeah. a lot of acrylic and and things like that all the way up until like even when they were posting ads and things rather than like yeah. Xerox and all that stuff. Definitely. Um, so you were talking about your internship so is that like your your current day job or do you have one other than dreadlabs uh, um not really like uh, uh this internship was like uh, in 2018 so uh, a thing that the netherlands is actually kind of famous for is one of our biggest exports is actually djs so uh Send the biggest there. djs of the world uh most of them are uh, dutch you know uh yeah. like tiesto martin garrix uh afrojack um to name a few. Right. Um, and for example, Spinner Records, uh, which is like the biggest dance label in the world, it's also from the Netherlands. And there's just like, uh, the like um, there's also like higher education revolved around, revolved around the dance industry here. So it's really yeah. like, uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's become like a whole thing here. Um, and uh, which brings me to Yellow Cloud and they're like this DJ duo and um, yeah, they're they're like worldwide, and I think they're mainly focused around Asia, Indonesia at the moment. But um, they used to do like all these big festivals in uh, in the USA as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I uh, used to be like a junior graphic designer intern there. Oh, at the um, but yeah, my, yeah, they have a, they're uh, yeah they have a, like a record label, uh, Barong Family, and uh, and yeah their own like brand, and they do like a lot of merchandise stuff for other artists as well. Oh, cool. uh, so yeah, that, that was like the main thing that I was working with them on. Um, and you just like, you just finished it basically. Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I was fortunate enough to, uh, get in touch with some of the artists signed to the record label and do some freelance stuff for them. Okay. Uh, one of them I work for, uh, like from time to time still, uh, called Psycho Boys Club. They're like, uh, they do like a lot of rave music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get mad and, at you for doing that. Like, do you stall them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's just um, like I don't do like the artwork for their label or something, you know, oh, like, it's, uh, like it's just stuff. like, uh, yeah, social assets uh, outside of their label right. uh, stuff. So when you were um, yeah. there, were you like, were you experimenting with the same uh, aesthetic as like Dreadlabs or was it a lot more like corporate? Um, no, it was really like in this aesthetic. And I, that was also like the first time I was really exposed to this style, I guess, because uh, before I came there. I was like a wimpy designer kid and I didn't really, other than the basics of graphic design, I didn't know anything. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, there were two guys working there, um, Jordi and Tom, and they just really teach me a lot. Um, they're like great graphic designers as well. Um, yeah, and they, they kind of like, uh, exposed me to all this, uh, all design trends, uh, and yeah, the biggest design trend, the Dreadlabs aesthetic, I guess you could call it that. Um, like they exposed me to Gucci Maze, um, oh, cool. like the digital archive, you know, like all these, all these inspiration stuff on, uh, accounts on Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's where I kind of got exposed to it first. And then, um, yeah. That's and now I'm just doing freelance <laughs> because like yeah. for, for me, I've had a lot of like my best stuff I've done in my opinion is like through, um, freelance clients or just like personal or whatever, but 
what most jobs I've worked, uh, I worked at this like entertainment agency that was a little more like, like on edge or whatever, but most of them were like, it's a lot more like you wouldn't be doing no Chrome type for like the <laughs> marketing and shit. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was very like, I worked at an architecture office. I worked at um like a wine like subscription where they send it to oh, you cool. place. And then like a lot of in-house stuff and then, and then an entertainment agency. But like I even, even at the, so at the entertainment agency, we would create like key art, which is basically the the posters and the like, and then you adapt it to all these different, you know, billboard bus and you have to, so everything you make kind of, ha- even if it's a complex, like Photoshop composite, it has to be like at least somewhat um, responsive, you know, because you have to yeah. adapt it to all these things. And even there, some of the senior designers were doing some crazy stuff, but I, I was like a junior. So I mostly worked with on their stuff and helping them like mask and everything. Like they would literally send me just like mask like twenty of these people and I'm like fuck you know <laughs> wow. with the Wacom tablet and they they were like hardcore about it like you had to no no quick selection you know you had to yeah. fix it all because Use a pencil you know, when you when fendering. you blow it up that big you'll notice like that weird like, <laughs> edge you know like the anti listening yeah. like the weird stuff it's gotten better over the years but it's still yeah uh, not where it's supposed to be I guess <laughs> sometimes nowadays I do the since they up they added the like select subject or whatever yeah like that shit's pretty impressive compared to like how yeah. it used to be sometimes it'll if you have a like it'll go around the hair and i'm like damn i used to have to use like channels and all that shit to, to kind of get right. there. like if you have like someone with all the little um like flyaway hairs it used to be rough yeah yeah at the and agency, they even have the refined have... hair button now you know what was that they even have the refined hair button now which also right. works pretty well yeah, when I That's was at crazy. the agency though, like they were they had all these brushes of just little hair and like they had these guys called finishers and they'd go into the final art and they draw the hair on the arm and everything like to draw wow. it back in and it was like their their uh their job was so like my, uh like micro, you know? Like they'd come yeah. in and be like the the fur on this dog paw, it's like a little off. You got to go in and and like draw it. <laughs> And it was wow. it was pretty intense. Like it was a weird because when you work at those places, um, the it's like Paramount and Warner Brothers and stuff. So the the budgets are like disgusting. Ridiculous. You know, like they'll come and they have like a couple million for just art for just marketing. That's crazy. And they, and they hire every like they'll be like, let's say you run your Dread Labs and you got like, um, like my my thing and then like whatever they'll be like, all right, Dread Labs like. Gucci Maze and like Jesse, like I want art for um like this new Transformers movie, but we all own our own agencies, but they hire all of us and they just choose the best one because that's how much money they have. So like, insane, each dude. person does like a hundred revisions and we would do that sometimes and they'd be like, yeah, we didn't get it. You know, like the other company like won or whatever. And so it's like, that's insane. Know, it just shows like how much money they actually, if that's how much they spend on that, the, the actual budget is like a hundred million or whatever. That's insane. So I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I I liked it, but it was a little too much like Hollywood and like everything was just Photoshop, like in everything. Right. If you look at any movie poster, it's just like, even when it looks like someone's sitting there, it's not real, you know, it's all just a crazy yeah. composite of someone it's, sitting on a yeah. bench. Because this, when you get the art, the scenes aren't even made yet, really. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So you have to, yeah, it uh, just has to be done before. So the hardest ones to do were just the ones of people sitting at like a diner because it was like fake, you know? Oh, I have a big question crazy. about movie posters then. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but they always switch up the like the positions of the actors and they switch up the names of the actors, if you know what I mean. Like, for example, if like Tom Cruise would be here they uh, and like, I don't know, um, Adam Sandler would be here. <laughs> like here with Tom Cruise's name would be here and then Adam Sandler's name would be oh, here. Really? I don't know. I didn't, yeah. That must be just like those people don't pay attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like one of these studios getting paid like 100k a lot of times though, it, it, it's not um i have had it situations i remember where it was either by notoriety or by alphabetical so it could be that ah okay if adam Sandler's on the left sense. and tom cruise is on the right tom cruise would still maybe be first if it was alphabetical and by last name right or whatever you know but yeah like yeah. no matter what you could never do any of that cool like saul bass like graphical stuff because there's so much money on the line. If you have Brad Pitt, yeah. maybe that motherfucker better be on the cover. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. his head needs to be huge. And like, <laughs> it was cool, but it was very like we would work. We would a lot of times we'd stay there till like ten and stuff. Also, so it was pretty crazy. Right. Um, one thing uh, else I wanted to ask you is so since like COVID and everything, how have you? Um, has it changed up like your workflow or anything? And uh, does has it been like? better for you or 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 more like more scary with clients and things like that for me personally uh i've been working from home at my day job and a lot of people have been hitting me up because everyone's bored and wants to start companies and stuff you know so it's been <laughs> kind of better but what do you think um so working from home i was kind of used to that before because um like, like i mentioned before i uh, i've been at home with a burnout for six months which uh i what actually started working mean, with a burnout mean, like you just a burnout um so uh i had like a lot of my plate like a few years ago and um like you're just uh, exhausted basically yeah i got panic attacks uh because when i like got on the bus or hopped in a mm -hmm. car because like my body started associating it with uh traveling to school or traveling you know traveling i oh, guess that's interesting. um so I, yeah that made me uh, that that caused panic attacks uh so i couldn't like drive anywhere uh yeah. or, or yeah, other than short distances you know like within my town or to a store or uh, whatever yeah so um i basically had no other choice to than to do stuff from home uh which made me decide okay i'm not gonna do school for six months uh and then just like maybe do some freelance work and see if i get better after six months and i got like into therapy and stuff well it um, i mean you're doing great i feel like it that's yeah that that happened but i mean all that almost is like without that i don't know if you'd have the dread you know you just yeah have the definitely lab. man <laughs> uh it, it really like it was really helpful for me uh and it got it got me to, it helped me to like build a bigger uh, client base and um after that i started going to school again and it went better so yeah working from home i was kind of used to that okay um you guys are and, uh, better though i think in general you guys are like good now over there right or not? yeah we had like the second wave but like i think the worst for, um, of the second wave is over i'm not sure about the mm -hmm. third wave but <laughs> yeah um yeah so it's it's, uh, it's, it's kind of the same for you mostly uh like pretty similar that? than like to before for you and work-wise and uh, everything 
Yeah. Um, so the only, only thing that was kind of concerned about is most of my clients are DJs or event businesses. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of those uh, weren't able to do anything uh, ever since uh, March or something. Mm-hmm. So some of my clients dropped out, but it, g- it gave me uh, a little bit more room to start okay. working with some bigger clients. Uh, and they cool. still have the budget to do like lyric videos and stuff, uh, even though they like the didn't, couldn't play any shows. And all that, like live concerts yeah. and everything. I hate like sometimes so, yeah, that, I'll get a or like everyone's doing like the Twitch concerts and things like that. Sometimes I'll get like I have the app that tells you like it just like syncs your um, artists. It'll tell you like if they're playing a show or whatever. All right. And sometimes it'll say like um, this person. I get all excited and it says like at Twitch. Like that's the venue. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. Especially over here, that's what that nothing's is. happening for like a long time. Really, LA is like the most uh, like not like handling this well pretty much all right <laughs> yeah so so in the netherlands i feel yeah it's it's not really like a densely populated so mm. it's it, it spreads fast when it starts spreading but like it's also like easy under control after like three weeks or something yeah uh for example we were able to like go out and uh get on the terrace and stuff you know drink um yeah ba- basically in the summer we we could do anything we wanted uh provided that we were socially distancing um, but yeah, now the, like all the bars and restaurants are closed. They can only do like a uh, pickup and, yeah, uh, there's like a alcohol, uh, restriction. Like we can't, we're not allowed to buy alcohol after 8 PM or something. Really? Do you so, guys have like Postmates and all that stuff over there? Uh, like, you, like, what are the those? Food delivery, the food delivery apps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like Uber, yeah, we have kinda. those. So yeah uh, yeah we uh, like the cities have uber eats and then uh yeah but like the the smaller towns they have like uh takeaway.com so oh, that's what it's called it's the same thing though pretty much yeah okay it's, yeah uh, um, how have you um so for me like the one thing that i feel like has been harder is just being in this environment for a long time like i work from home i get off work and i pretty much just open like a different tab you know <laughs> And I'm yeah, still just yeah, at that's... my desk. How, how do you how do you find like um, passion and like what drives you to keep creating and thinking of new ideas while you're kind of stuck like in the same little environment? Um, so what I tend to do is um, try to, and I know this isn't really possible for a lot of people, but try to uh, switch environments, or even if it's for uh, for a short while. So. Um, during the day, during working, I try to get, uh, every time, like I finish my tea, I get another tea and go downstairs to, to just make myself some tea, mm. uh, play with my dog for five minutes, you know, or, uh, uh and then like, uh, if I wanted to take a bigger break, I would like take a walk or, uh, over the weekends, I try to visit my girlfriend. She lives like in another town. Um, you know, like it, it, yeah, to try to get away from your, uh, house as much as possible within, yeah. you know, the situation. Yeah, so um, speaking of, like, just getting a different environment and stuff, like, um, who would you say or what even is, like, some of the stuff that's inspiring you kind of the most right now? It could be, you know, even if it's not directly design-related. Um, so you mean, like, for for work or yeah, just, like, like, just, like, keeping it all together? <laughs> right, like, what's inspiring you to continue to, like... Uh, keep like creating stuff for dread labs or like to keep going with like all that stuff do you have anything that is um like catching your interest as of recently um 
So one inspiration that I've always like that's kind of been there is uh, Donald Glover. Uh, you know, yeah. like uh, he's yeah. Childish Gambino. He's a mm-hmm. crazy good rapper slash musician, uh, as well as a great actor, writer, uh, producer. Like he does all of those different things. And I know it's a little bit of a different uh, like creative work field than I do. But it's yeah. just cool to see that there's like, I feel like he's just this genius who is just exploring everything and like kind of does it a good job at it i guess mm-hmm. um so yeah that's what i try to to be as well i guess you know like uh, i try to be do all these different things and i try to be good at it i guess right uh, so that's been yeah he's been really inspiring in that way for me yeah it's it's risky like and sometimes it's intimidating to like switch it up like that but i mean he he has like he's pretty badass i mean he's done like you know like sitcoms and all that like community and stuff and then yeah he also drops the album that all the tracks are like numbers and shit you know yeah. i think that I, just... I like that design wise but like usability wise i'm like fuck i don't even know what any of these songs are you know yeah I, uh, I remember when kendrick lamar did that as well and it was like oh I, like untitled seven i like i love that yeah. yeah i love that song it just sounds so weird as well yeah it's pretty weird yeah that's difficult but it's just so, cool you know is there any other like um, music or podcasts that you've been listening to recently that we could link to kind of for the some of the viewers to check out? Um, so podcast wise, I have one favorite and I can kind of see him on your shelf there. Uh, it's John Contino's uh, podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, Brand, uh, or not, the, the book is called Brand by Hand. Uh, yeah. The podcast is called No Snows. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's been really fun. Um, yeah, that one's I, yeah, they don't really post a lot and... I feel like they just post once every six months now. They're but um, saying like, just... we're going to post. We're going to post. <laughs> yeah. they don't. It's pretty low key though, actually. It doesn't have that many views. I thought it was a lot more like popular. Yeah, I thought it was bigger. It was. But uh, it's just really fun because uh, I feel like they kind of like, uh, uh, I, I love how John kind of seems like a grumpy old man and just mm-hmm. like his intern brand just kind of feeds onto that. Yeah. And it's just uh, cool to hear them rant about stuff, you know? They have a <laughs> it's cool fun. like... Um, dynamic because he does seem like that but he also seems like so cool you know like yeah it's just like yeah. a little character or something yeah um, what about like do you, is there any uh music wise stuff you've been listening to while you're working a lot um so i tend to switch albums a lot um so for example this week i would probably like listen to gambino's new album for two three days uh, and then I would like, I don't know, uh, try to search for like a, an obscure techno label <laughs> to just dive into. So it's yeah. really been different. Um, so yeah, I don't really have like any specific ones. I try to like, uh, share them in my Dreadlabs playlist. Okay. Um, yeah, send, so me, yeah, the, I, I, send it, me the, um, we'll put that in the, in the description, the playlist. Is cool. it Spotify? Uh, yeah, it's all Spotify. Okay, cool. Yeah, sometimes it's hard because I don't know. Does most people use Spotify over there? For here, it's like half and half. Apple Music, Spotify. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, I like Spotify. Yeah, it's it's, it's like ninety percent Spotify here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, one <laughs> thing I also um, it's this is like one of my last questions, a little off topic. When did you get into like the um all this gunpla shit? Oh right. Uh, yeah. so that's also like been a uh like I've been seeing them around like on Instagram from time to time from people or on YouTube. And, uh, I like when, um, somewhere around around the summer, I was just like visiting this shop and I saw one in the, like, uh, I don't know how to call it. It was just in the shop and I was like, yeah, now, and now I just have to buy it. Yeah. It's like, and, uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) 
And um, I was like, uh, this this is actually like one of the perfect, you know, like stay at home hobbies. Uh, yeah. So, and it's kind of addicting as well. Yeah, I've I already have like I don't know like six over there, and I've only been doing wow. it for like not even more than like a month or two. You know, <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I got one, and I I I had been seeing them as well a lot, and one of my friends was telling me about it, and like. I don't know. You know, when you notice something, you feel like you start seeing it a lot yeah, more. Yeah. You, he told me that I saw, and then the, like the next day I saw your podcast or something, you were like talking about it, you know? And I was like, Oh yeah. Was, like, <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. So I just bought like the OG one, you know, in the beginning. All right. Right after I did that, um, I was like, damn it. Like I'm addicted, you know? I'm gonna have <laughs> yeah. More. Like it's I super just addicting. finally built um this green one. It's like the bigger kind, like the master. Oh right, or whatever. I only ever done the smaller ones. I really, I, I think it's a good um thing for most like creatives and designers. You guys should check out because if you're just staring at screens all day, it's kind of yeah. shitty to like for your eyes. So it's not. I mean, that's not that good for your eyes probably either. But it's good to have something that's like tangible and like haptic to like actually yeah. hold and be like. Because most people don't even print stuff out, you know, so they're not even yeah. touching anything ever. Definitely. The one thing I don't like is the doing the stickers, though. I'm not that much of a fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I found out that like when you do it like with a um, like a wooden, uh, I don't know, do you call it like a wooden toothpick? I guess. Oh, like, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you do it like that, like the the stickers don't stick too much. Like when I, I try to do it with tweezers, it it really didn't work. <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I use like the just, I usually just use the edge of like the blade, like the exacto knife. Oh, right. But yeah, that actually seems a little bit better. So, um, yeah, I was like kind of a little tangent, but definitely check out the Gunpla. And um, I really appreciate you coming on here today, man. And if there's anything else that you want to um, tell to everyone or anything you want to plug, Go for it. Uh, give you a little. Yeah. Minute. So I just want to thank you for inviting me. It's been really fun. So it was my first podcast and interview, I guess. All right. Um, it was really cool. Um, also to catch up with you because like we've been like talking on our Dreadlab server mm -hmm. from time to time or on Instagram. Uh, so it was really cool to talk to you in real life as yeah, well. Yeah, man. You um, too. Yeah. So and um, I don't know when is this going up. Um, is it? I have one more before you, so probably like honestly, like a month maybe. Uh, okay, so weeks, I was yeah. I was going to plug Black Friday, but uh, that uh, yeah. probably uh, is already like, finished by then. More like Christmas. <laughs> uh, okay, so we might have a Christmas sale on Dreadlabs.net. I'm not sure uh, yet, so don't, don't, don't hold, hold me on to this. Though, so you <laughs> and then everything is, um, I know Instagram and YouTube, is it all just Dreadlabs? Is that the handle for everything? Uh, yeah, it's all Dreadlabs, yeah. Okay, cool. There's uh, basically in every social platform, even Facebook, even though I don't do any, anything on yeah, Facebook. I don't use it either. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool man thank you for coming on i really appreciate it and everyone if you enjoyed this podcast and make sure to check out tom and dread labs super cool stuff and make sure to like comment subscribe and i'll see you next time and peace out man thank you for coming on bye